Good, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the Aggie Pridecast. I am your host, Brian Holloway, uh, and as everybody gets ready to log on, I will introduce uh, my two co-hosts. Uh, with me uh, again today uh, is Deacon Carl Harrison. Uh, he is our marketing representative uh, here at North Carolina A&T Athletics. And then we have here the voice, Mr. Spencer Turkin, play-by-play man for men's basketball, uh, football stream, baseball, and any other thing I beg him to do, uh, he'll be there for us. Uh, and uh, we also have with us our special guest, uh, Franklin McCain uh, is with us, and his son, Franklin Mac McCain, uh, the third, is also with us. And so we'll be talking to them uh, in a few minutes. Uh, Aggie Athletics is getting really geared up here. Uh, we've uh, uh, we had a track meet this past weekend that went really, really well. Uh, we'll be talking about women's basketball. Uh, we'll do a little bit of men's basketball. Uh, Carl Harrison will talk about uh, our upcoming events in our um, marketing minute, uh, all of the great things that we have going on in Aggie athletics. We're about to get real busy. Uh, we're about to get real busy. Volleyball starts uh, next weekend. And so uh, we, we're really excited about what we're going to do here uh, and Aggie Athletics. Uh, without uh, any further ado, we'll get our quick men's basketball update from Spencer. It'll probably be real short. Uh, we've had some uh, some postponements uh, along the way because of COVID. Uh, we were supposed to play uh, this weekend up in Durham, and that didn't go the way we wanted it to go. Uh, but the men's basketball team uh, did get a win over Carver College. Uh, and uh, what's the mood of the team, Spencer? Uh, it's just, it has to be totally frustrating for them to be ready to play and not be able to get out there on the floor. Yeah, it's tough for everybody involved, I think. Uh, there's a lot of uh, anxious energy when you're getting ready to play these games, especially now we're in conference time. These are teams that we've seen a lot. Uh, this is our last go around in the MEAC, and I think everybody's really trying to make a statement on the way out. And uh, it's just been very tough. Now, luckily, uh, Brian, you announced it yesterday on the Twitter page that Florida A&M, as long as fingers crossed, everything is good. Uh, we'll come up to the Corbett Sports Center next week, and we'll make those games up from uh, the 16th, 17th weekend. We'll play those on the 30th and the 31st at 2 p.m., and uh, you'll be able to catch those streams on ncatagies.com. But uh, not being able to play against your rival this week on, on national television is definitely a tough blow mentally. But uh, there have been a lot of – interesting things thrown the way of the team this year and and the guys have handled it really well just like we expected that they would and they're just going to have to stay mentally strong here down the stretch and and try and get the job done uh what is coach jones telling his team you know right now to keep them sharp to keep them motivated to keep them going i mean it's got to be tough when you're used to playing two three games in a week and uh you uh you can't uh you can't be able to play at all stay ready. Stay ready. Everything is so unpredictable this year. And that's why we ended up playing the game against Carver College last week, because coach didn't really know what was going to happen this weekend. And you didn't want there to be a stretch where you could potentially go three or four weeks without playing a basketball game. So right now it's just trying to remain mentally strong. Whoever can remain mentally strong for the longest, we're going to have the best chance to win the MEAC this year. 
saying hello to Gregory Hay Haywood, who has uh, joined us. What's up, Gregory? Uh, talk a little bit about uh, how this team is starting to mesh a little bit. Um, a lot of new faces early on. Is there is there starting to jail, or is all the, the delays really hurting? I think that the second half against Carver College was a really solid half of basketball. There was there, – that first half, I think uh, some people were a little nervous. Uh, I mean, shoot, Carver College was out-rebounding A&T after the first half. Uh, and then things started to progress. I think this team is starting to hit its stride. Uh, Coach Jones definitely has a first unit of five guys, and he also has a second unit that he can count on. And he can really go – 10, 11, 12. I know that for some people, that scares them. It's too many people. There aren't enough guys getting into a rhythm. This team seems to be able to stay fresh by playing more guys. Uh, I look for Cameron Langley to have a, a really good last few games in the MEAC. Um, I think Blake Harris, going into the Carver College game, the three games prior to that, was averaging just over 16.5 points per game. If he can stay at a clip right around there, a and T is going to have a real shot to do some damage. Uh, talking to with Spencer Turkin about men's basketball. Uh, we just have Donald Ware who just joined us. He's our women's basketball play-by-play -play person, also play-by-play -play for football on uh, radio broadcast. Welcome, Donald. Appreciate you guys. I appreciate you having me. So this is a got? great panel. I'm, I'm I'm honored to be on this. Straight up. <laughs> Uh, Donald Ware, uh, the, uh, the owner and CEO of Box to Row, uh, syndicated radio show uh, you can hear all across the country on uh, XM uh, Radio, and uh, we're going to get to him in a minute. Before we get to him, uh, let's get to Carl Harrison and uh, tell us, Carl, uh, what you got coming up in, in uh, marketing, uh, what kind of events, community, what, what, what can we expect in Aggie Athletics? Yeah, so... Uh, once again, thank you, Brian. Uh, as Spencer mentioned earlier, um, this weekend um, we were preparing to watch men's basketball play on national television against Central, so that one won't happen this weekend, but the women's team did add a game, so they'll be um, traveling up to uh, Dell State on Sunday um, to take on Dell State, and that will be available to be viewed on uh, Dell State's website, so um, check out that women's game Sunday at 2 p.m., um, also, Spencer, I the men's um, team will be back in action next weekend, um, and they will take on uh, Florida A&M Saturday at 2 p.m. Um, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so we are uh, preparing for those games, um, kind of as we've done in the past, uh, still doing some interactive things during the live stream of our games. Spencer knows because he calls out some of the things. We uh, actually had a lucky fan, uh, a couple, this past week, um, for those of you who know, we have um, fan cutouts every in the stadium every game, and so um, we had a couple who won this past week. Um, if you come to AT games, they sit right behind the scores table. They hold up the little signs every game. Um, uh, last name is Cunningham, uh, so you you would recognize their faces if you come to games. So they were uh, randomly chosen as our fan of the game this past week and got a couple of gift cards, a prize pack, nice A&T shirt, and had everything. So if you have a fan cutout, make sure you watch your email after games and pay attention to the stream because you could be next uh, our next winner. So um, we actually have some pretty cool stories. I think one is getting covered by WFNY either this weekend or just did get covered 
Um, I don't know if you want me to go too much into that, Brian, but um, it's a pretty cool story, actually. Um, we had a, a gentleman whose father was a worked at A&T and was a referee, um, and so he got a cutout of himself and his father, like a kind of a black and white picture. It's a pretty cool story. I think WFNY picked it up and covered that. So um, the cutouts have been really cool, and like I said, we'll continue to do some good stuff with them. Outstanding, outstanding. Now, if, I, if I'm if i hungry and I need some chicken biscuits, uh, where would I go, Mr. Harrison? Uh, well, depends on what you're looking for. But um, I, <laughs> I will add that, um, obviously, as we know, Miss Winters is one of our uh, proud sponsors, Miss Winters Chicken and Biscuits, the Triad's True Southern Style Restaurant, classically American Southern Fried Chicken, Hot Buttery Biscuits, and Home Style Sides Cannot Be Beat. Um, stop by every Friday, today's Thursday, till tomorrow's Friday for Aggie Fry, Aggie Pride Friday. You can get a two-piece dinner for only $2.99 just by saying Aggie Pride. Obviously, no, located right next to campus, and they have a 24-hour drive-through. So $2.99, two-piece on Aggie Pride Fridays. All right, man. I'm, I'm ready to go already, man. You know, never, <laughs> never, never right. above a shameless plug right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, before we bring in the, the McCains, I uh, want to talk to Donald Ware, women's basketball, six-game winning streak, six and one, undefeated in the conference, young team, seven freshmen. D, how they getting yeah. the guy, man? Defense. I mean, this, you're talking about the number one ranked defense in the country right now. Um, you're talking about maybe number three in terms of uh, three-point defense. And to your point, I mean, you look at a Sean Kelly darts, look at Demaya Tucker, they're true freshmen. They don't like really know what they're doing right now, and they're but they're playing some good basketball. Then you look at a veteran player, newcomer like a Channing Scott, who's you know played in those ACC wars. Um, you know, you you look at a lot of the veteran players that are part of this team, man, and it's just a it's a total package. Like this, I mean, you know, Coach Robinson's had some good teams. This is a really really good team right now, but even moving forward, future wise, I mean. You know, sky's the limit for Lady Aggie basketball. Uh, he looks uh, he looks a little different this year. Normally, he has some some bigs that are just tough to deal with, but this year it's he's got some really good guards and and Jamie Scott, Player of the Week, the last two weeks. I mean, she's getting it done. Yeah, I mean, she's been see in the in the beginning. You know, Demaya Tucker. Now teams are starting to fill, you know figure out a little bit. Got a little bit of tape. Game. She's a freshman, so I mean, she still continues to play well. But the constant has been Shannon Scott. Yes, yeah, she was down for a couple of games. She was hurt. Uh, but to your point, the last couple of weeks, player of the week. And the thing about it, she's scoring points, but she's also getting it done defensively. You look at the rebound. She's averaging like nine and a half rebounds per game. Um, just a heady, good all-around ball player. It's, again, this is a good lady Aggie. Yeah, Demaya Tucker, I, I just think she's – I think the world of her. I think she's going to be super outstanding player for us uh, um, over the next four years. I just think that uh, she's just got it. You know, I don't know. You can't explain it. She's just got it, you know. And uh, so an out, outstanding uh, player. Talk a little bit about um, the back-to-backs, uh, the Saturday Sundays. That Sunday game against Norfolk just looked like a war because everybody has seen each other. You know, it, it just – it was just grind it, grind it, grind it. What is that that tournament style like for these young ladies? I think I think that, so. When you go back to the South Carolina State back to back, I mean, you're just looking at a more superior 
A&T I mean, there was no question about it. I give South Carolina State a lot of credit because on Sunday, even though A&T won that game by more points, you could tell that South Carolina State was a little bit more refreshed. A&T, in essence, was looking at itself in the mirror against Norfolk State. So you have a, two teams that like to get up and down and like to play good defense. So Sunday, everybody spent like that. Everybody on that floor was, in essence, spent. Everybody was tired. So it was a good defensive effort, but it also, I think, a lot had to do with the legs of a lot of the players. You can even look at some of the jump shots. The field goal percentages, I think, told the story as well for both teams. Um, so I, I think the back-to-backs, um, I mean, it's a good thing because both both teams, I mean, even moving forward, have to play the back-to-backs. But I think it's going to wear um, on a lot of the teams until they're able to figure it out, you know, maybe – uh, midway towards the latter part of the season. Sending love out to my college buddy, Terry Miles Barber. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, sending love out to James Hooks as well. Uh, we got the McCain's on, so let's talk a little football. D, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Jermaine Martin said he's coming back. Uh, he's going to play uh, for the Aggies again. Uh, what does that mean uh, for the North Carolina A&T football team, one of the best bats in the country? He's going to be back in the backfield. Absolutely huge. I mean, Jermaine Martin a, is a pro football player right now. Uh, you know, I haven't seen him play and what he was able to do last year. So now you're talking about a guy that can come back, maybe improve on some things that the National Football League is looking for, blocking, uh, you know, pass receiving, those type of things. So, I mean, it's huge uh, for A&T to have a guy like that come back. I mean, you talk about depth. depth. I mean, A&T has so much depth. But that is huge for him and for, for A&T, no question about it. Uh, thank uh, Donald Ware, uh, play-by-play guy on the radio for football, uh, play-by-play guy for uh, women's basketball, and, uh, of course, Spencer Turkin does a great job with the live stream football. I got to tell you guys, we got some of the best in the business. Uh, we're really fortunate here at A&T uh, to have these two guys uh, calling our football games, and they've called many a game for Mr. Mac McCain, we talked about the good news, uh, Jermaine Martin staying. Uh, and we got good news here. I mean, you know, we, we love the fact that uh, Matt McCain is uh, taking that venture out to, to take it to the NFL. A graduate, master's degree, you know, he's doing it big. He, he's doing it big, so why not? You know, do, do it big. And uh, his dad right there, and the McCain name is synonymous, uh, of course, with North Carolina A&T. Uh, but before we get to those guys, I'm sure uh, when Frank has to go out and, and grab a quick bite, he goes to Food Lion. So, Carl, tell us all about uh, Food Lion, our sponsor. <laughs> Brian, you're really good with these. That's one of the things. I'm hiring Brian to do this in the middle of the basketball game. I mean, <laughs> but no, uh, Aggie fans, Food Lion is a proud sponsor of the Score to Give More program this year. So, for each free throw that the Aggies make during this season, uh, Food Lion Feeds will donate 100 meals to a local area food bank thanks to our friends at food lion thank you carl uh frank mccain um your son's trying to go out uh, for the nfl take us through that process that conversation of what it was like did he come to you did you go to him take us through that process of what that that whole process was like you know when you guys started talking about this huge decision yeah, so um, so first of all, thanks for having us on the program uh, this afternoon. Uh, we are Aggies through and through. And so um, Mac's decision 
to uh, forego the last year of eligibility with A&T uh, was not an easy decision. And it was one that uh, he pondered for many months. And um, of course he talked to, um, you know, us, his family, but he also, you know, had some conversations with people he respected um, who are currently in the NFL and people who've played in the NFL before and um, just, you know, local advisors. And um, I think what happens is, is that, you know, when you weigh the pros and cons, um, you know, the pros were that, you know, like you said earlier, fortunately he had been able to obtain both his bachelor's and master's degrees. And so, you know, you, when Matt went to school, his mother and I told him that his priority was school and not football. Um, he found a way to make them both work, which is good. But it does come a time where you've got to make a decision about what the next stage of your life looks like. And, you know, having finished school, having um, had some success on the field, um, and all of the uncertainty that existed, that exists in our current environment. Um, you know, no fall season this past year. Um, there's hope of a spring season, but no guarantee. And quite frankly, we don't know what next fall would look like. So when you put all of those things, you know, if you put the pros on one side, the cons on one, on the other side, the pros just far outweigh the cons. With the McCain family, Frank McCain and uh, Matt McCain, uh, Mac, I want to take you back, man, because to Charlotte, because I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's when we first got introduced to the Mac. You know, uh, you had the two interceptions uh, at Charlotte. Um, talk about what that transition was like going from Dudley to a and I think you set out that first year. Um, what was it like getting on the field that first time and, you know, kind of introducing yourself to Aggie Nation? Oh, you know, I had to. The first year coming out of Dudley, I had to uh, – I redshirted. So uh, I took that year very seriously, you know. I studied extra film, uh, went hard in the weight room, uh, did, put in extra work. And then that next year when it was my time, I was I was ready. You know, uh, UNC Charlotte was one of the biggest games on, this, on, the, um, on the calendar. And, you know, uh, you know, like Coach Wise would say, you know, big-time players going to be showing big-time games. And uh, – I felt like I've always felt like I was a good time player. No matter if I was freshman or anything, I felt like I could um I could make plays. So that's what I went out there and did. Um, you returned four interceptions for touchdowns uh, during your great career uh, at ENT. I'm always curious. Okay, you I saw because I saw the guy pick it off uh, against the Ravens last week. Um, it just seems like running a hundred yards will gas you. Um. At any point where you just like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna make it to the end of the end zone. Uh, you know, you can't just think about that. You know, when I when I caught the ball, I just I just take off running. You can't think twice because if you think twice, you're gonna get tackled. So yeah. I, don't, I don't like getting tackled too much. So <laughs> I just, I uh, is there a favorite one that you had? I know you had the hundred yards at Morgan. You had the hundred yards at uh, ECU. Of course, you had the two uh, at Charlotte. Is there? Is there one that's your favorite one that you, that kind of sticks out in your mind? My favorite one would probably have to be either ECU or the UNC Charlotte. Uh, a lot of people don't know the UNC Charlotte game was those those interceptions were like my first interceptions of my life. 
you know, at Bentley, I didn't have an exception. So I made I made a point that when I got to college that I was gonna get the ball, you know. And in high school I dropped I dropped some catches, but you know, you just gotta um do do I I knew some things I had to I had to work on. So catching was one of those things I had to work on. And I just made it happen when I got to the college level. So you never had an interception in high school? No, nah, I never that's had incredible. an interception. That's incredible. <laughs> that's all you did at A&T. So yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty incredible. Spencer? Uh, Mac, I mean, let's face it. I, I've been calling your game since you were at Dudley. So I, I've gotten to see the, the transition from high school to college and now off to the pros. Do you feel like the ECU game was your, your statement to the country that you're a pro-level player? Oh, yeah. You know, playing at Ant, we don't, you know, we don't get uh, too many opportunities to play FBS teams. So when you play FBS teams, you need to make it count. You know, that shows the scouts that you can play at any level. And I felt like that's what I needed to do to show the scouts that I'm ready. What is the plan for you now, here in the winter and spring? I know that you would have played in the East West Shrine game, but the game was canceled because of COVID. So what is the plan for you moving forward to try and impress the scouts and the head coaches and, and get yourself a, a, a high draft pick? Um, we, you know, the East West game, they got canceled. Uh, that would have been great for me. But uh, unfortunately, you know, due to COVID, everything is being canceled. But they have panels where I can learn from former East West players. So I just tuned in on those panels. And uh, now I just got to put in the work. I just got to work hard and put out a good product when it's time for a pro day. Speaking of COVID, uh, Cone Health is doing an excellent job during these strange times. And uh, Mr. Harrison will tell us uh, about uh, our Cone Health sponsor. Yep, Brian, Cone Health is committed to keeping our patients and our team members safe during these unprecedented times with an extensive network of doctors and specialists, nationally recognized hospitals, and the convenience of 24-7 video visits. Cone here is right. Cone Health is right here with you. Go Aggies. Uh, let's talk about the, the history of uh, the McCains a little bit, starting with you, Frank. What was it like for you growing up, uh, knowing the history of your father, um, and then once you had children, what was it like trying to tell them what that history was like and getting them through all the attention and all the notoriety that comes your way what was that process like uh, for you? Um, so, you know, I was um, probably no older than, I was probably somewhere around 10 years old, I think, when I first um, got a glimpse or some sort of understanding that my father um, had some level of notoriety. And that was, that was the result of, um, Barbara Walters coming to our house and doing an interview. I think she was working for 60 minutes at that time. And I remember asking him, why in the world would that lady from TV be interested in talking to you? And then that's what he sort of explained to me um, and my middle brother, you know, what had happened on February 1st, 1960. So of course I truly didn't have a, a, a I couldn't grasp all of it, um, but I did have a, a somewhat of an understanding. So for me to be come to a and you know, a and I don't think I've told people, but a and was not uh, the school that I was going to go to at first. I actually um, was going to USC Chapel Hill, and I was going there up until about three days before A&T started school, 
And I remember it vividly um, being in my room and having a dream. And in that dream, I said to myself, what in the world are you doing? You, 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 your family is tied to A&T. You've been going to A&T since you were four years old, going to homecomings. Why in the world do you feel this need now to go to Carolina? And so I remember going down the hall and asking my father, I said, hey, I think I've changed my mind. I want to go to A&T. Could you call up there and see if they still have a room for me? And thank God they did. I ended up being at Alex Haley Hall, and that was the best decision I made in my life outside of marrying my wife, of course, and having this wonderful son and his wonderful sister. So, um, <laughs> and so um, what, what I told my father when he dropped me off at A&T was, is that, you know, I'm Franklin McCain Jr., but I'm going to change my name to Frank. And so I want to be Frank. I want, I'm going to introduce myself to my new friends in school as Frank because I wanted to create my own identity um, outside of that of my father's. Not that I was ashamed of it, but I wanted to be Frank and I didn't want to kind of live under his umbrella uh, or get out from it as much as I possibly could. And so I managed to do that. And I created a lot of great friendships uh, with a group of guys and, and women who were in school with me at that time. And so that was kind of the same advice I gave Matt. I said, hey, I said, you know, um, you go to A&T, we're not going to bother you. You're going to be in that 27411 zip code in your own little world at A&T, and your mother and I are not going to pop in on you. We're not going to drive you crazy. And you make your own name. You, you, make, you decide on what you want to do. And so he went by Mac, which really threw people off. Um, and I think that was intentional on his, on his part, probably. But as, as, as we all know now, um, as the story has unfolded, that he did create his own legacy at A&T. And that's the type of person that he is, and that's the type of person I want him to be. So we are extremely proud of, of the young man he's become. Getting some, uh, getting some love for Alex Ailey Hall over here, Frank. Uh, what's up to Raymond E. Smith? Uh, you know, some people that probably stay oh, at Alex Ailey Hall with you. So. Raymond uh, E. Smith is my college roommate, and he is now in the North Carolina leg legislature. Oh, OK. As a matter of fact, he's top dog. What's up, Raymond from Goldsboro? <laughs> yeah, he just said roommate. No doubt. Those are my roommates. 206B. Yeah, I think yeah. Ryan Wade is on here, too. A couple other guys from Haley Hall, yeah. Cave, Aggie Pride. Aggie Pride all the day, all day. Um, yeah, I remember, uh, Mac, when you told me, you emailed me or I think texted me and said, hey, can I, can I go by Mac? You know, and I kind of got the indication that, you know, yeah, this, this guy wants to kind of carve out his own um, legacy. And I also remember your freshman year, once people found out that uh, you were, uh, who your grandfather was, you got a lot of attention and, and Broadway was very protective of you. Um, how stressful was that for you, having to carry on that, that name and that legacy? Was that any pressure for you? I don't think it was any pressure, you know. I look at myself as like everybody else, you know. Um, that was my grandfather, but I put my pants on the same way that everybody else put on their pants, so I don't see myself as higher than anybody else or anything. So I just felt like I just had big shoes I had to fill, and I had to fill them in a different way, you know, and I felt like sports was my way of filling those shoes. So it wasn't really too much pressure. 
Uh, also give some love for Scott C. That was me right there. So uh, love Scott C. Um, what, what is it like uh, before every game when you go to that statue and you touch your grandfather's uh, image? What is that moment like for you before each uh, A&T football game? Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big moment. You know, uh, touching the statue, it just, it just reminds me I got something to play for. You know, my, my grandfather, he had a lot of courage. To um to go down to the Woolworth and and have the city in movie, you know he could he could have easily died out there. You know they weren't they weren't showing no sympathy to to anybody. So with us stopping by by the statue before each game, we just know that I had something to play for. It's bigger. This for this game is bigger than me. Spencer. Mac, this summer, uh, obviously, there were a lot of protests around the country and, and in Greensboro, and you saw people protesting right down the block from the Woolworth that your grandfather uh, had the sit-in and, and started the sit-in movement. What was going through, through your head as you watched everything unfolding this summer, and did you feel like now that you're at A&T and, and with your grandfather's legacy that, that you had to go ahead and, and be a part of the movement and, and what was going yeah. on? No, when the movement was going on, I was just feeling like a lot of stuff just hasn't changed. You know, um, some stuff is still going on. There's still a lot of work to be done. So, um, yeah, when that was going on, it was just like, now I see what he was kind of going through. But it was even worse back in the day. But it's still more improvement that the world has to make. I'll jump in. You got those keen interview skills, man. Uh, is there a question you have for one of the McCain's? Uh, yeah, so so Mac, what do you what do you think you'll take away the most from your time at A and T as you move forward? Um, I, I, I'm gonna take a take on a lot of stuff. You know, uh, how to be responsible. You know, how to be on time. You know, uh, just just really, just my actions are are really up. Everything is up to me. Everything is up to the will of the man. You know. As as Coach Watts would always say, and Coach Brown would say, like everything is the will of the man. Everybody will try to point fingers, but everything is up to you. Can you also speak to you know what it took to really come back from that injury for you to be able to come back and play at a high level the last football season, of course, which was nineteen. Oh uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, that injury was was a lot. You know, a lot of people don't know until you go through it. You know, I didn't know how hard coming back from an ACL injury was until I, until I went through it. So now now that I've gone through it, it showed me how much I really love the game and how much I really want to play. I know I, I did whatever I could to get back on the field. Mac, what, what was the biggest difference playing for Coach Broadway and for Coach Washington? Um, it's, it wasn't really too much of a difference because, you know, um, Broadway was the head coach and Coach Wash was my, was my coach. So, Really, it was really the same thing, you know, just when Broadway left, you know, um, Coach Washington filled those shoes and he done it, and he did it well. Uh, apparently, you two guys better give Vicky all the credit. Uh, I guess you guys would know what that uh, means more so than me, but uh, uh, that comes from uh, uh, Mr. Wade. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, back, you're going to be playing in the uh, NFL soon, so you better have some pretty good insurance. And so uh, I think Carl can help you out with that as well. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> 
hilarious. Oh man. That's good, <laughs> man. <laughs> All right, let me get myself together. North Carolina Zero Insurance is in every county, every day, with over 800 years helping friends and neighbors. It's more than business to us. It's a friendship. North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, helping you is what we do best. Mac, have you had an opportunity to talk to uh, NFL scouts, NFL uh, professionals, Tariq, uh, Bam, any of those guys? Uh, what, kind of, what kind of advice have you gotten since uh, since you um, declare for the draft, well, I mean, I talked to I talked to Tariq, I talked to uh, to Bam, I talked to other guys, and from Greensboro, that's in the NFL, and I, I also talked to Tony McCray. I talked to Tony McCray a lot. You know, um, those guys just told me, you know, the decision, the decision is up to you. You know, but whatever decision you make, you gotta you gotta go with it and, and don't look back. You know, have to put your all into it. So that's what that's what I'm doing. Uh, is there aspects of your game that you feel like are really strong as you head into the draft? And what aspects of your game do you feel like, I got to get this fine-tuned uh, before I play on Sundays? Um, really what I have to really work on is probably just my strength and, uh, you know, gaining a little bit more weight. But uh, everything else, I mean, I feel like I, I, could play with, I could play with the best. So I feel like I'm ready to go. And speaking of that, you – you got to cover Chad Johnson uh, one time in practice, so you got a, a feel a little bit of what it's like to cover uh, an NFL wide receiver. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah, I, I forgot to also mention him. I talked to Ocho, you know, I called him, talked to him. And he always told me since the first day, first day he uh, saw me play, he told me, like, you got what it take. I, I've gone against a lot of guys in the NFL, and, and you, you right there with him. He said, like, uh, um, you're not going to really see too many receivers like me or, or Julio Jones. He's like, I've seen a lot of great DBs, and you got everything. So he's been a really big help in my process, too. Uh, Frank, uh, what is it like? What was it like over the last uh, three years to watch your son uh, play football for A&T, your alma mater, your grandfather? I mean, your father's alma mater. Uh, what was that like uh, for you? Uh, on Saturdays at Aggie, Aggie Stadium, Truist Stadium, BB&T Stadium, whatever we call it these days. Uh, what, what was that like for you, um, being able to watch him play? So like I, I said earlier, I mean, I've been coming to A&T football games since I was a little boy. But I have to admit that having Mac out there on that field just brings about um, uh, a different kind of reality. And the reality is, is that, you know, he is now a third-generation Aggie. And I don't think that I would have thought or my father would have thought that um, we would have had a, uh, a football player um, because we were all swimmers. So Mac is really the first football player. So we never would have thought we would have had a football player out there. And, not, and, and then to have one who plays at such a high caliber that he does, um, it makes you very proud, um, not only as a father, but it makes you proud that he's playing and representing a, a university that we all love so very, very much. And so I think he's done a phenomenal job of not only um, representing um, the family, but enhancing the A&T brand. And, you know, one of the things that his mother and I would tell him as a, as a younger athlete is it's not, it doesn't matter as much um, about where you go to school. Uh, if you're really good, they will find you. And so, 
you know, what is happening to Mac is a testament to the fact that he did not have to go to um, one of the larger um, programs, SEC, ACC programs. He was able to achieve success at North Carolina A&T State University. And so hopefully what he's accomplished will serve as, um, as a guide or as an example for future students, future student athletes to know that A&T uh, is a place that you can thrive. And as our chancellor used to say, uh, when I was a student at A&T, Dr. Ed B. Ford, he would say A&T was a place where you can go from astronauts to presidents. And now you can go from astronauts to NFL player to president. <laughs> That's right. Uh, HBC represent hard. Uh, HBC exactly. vice president right now. Uh, and uh, HBCU grad in the Senate. So. Uh, and, uh, you know, doing really well, A&T, four players in the NFL right now and soon to be five uh, with Mac McCain. Uh, Frank, um, when I go to the African-American Museum in D.C. or Miss Smithsonian and I see the legacy of the McCains, the Greensboro Four, some call them the A&T Four, what do you tell your children about, what, what age do you tell your children about the legacy of uh, the grandfather and what do you tell them about the name McCain and what does it mean to carry that name? Uh, how, how does that conversation go uh, with your children? Well, one of the things that we, that we taught them is, is that it's um, being a McCain has its privileges, but it also has its disadvantages. And so people, I think, probably have an idea what some of those privileges might be, but what they don't always know is the disadvantages and the disadvantages are is that, as I described earlier, you have to create an environment um, where you are your own, your own man. And so, you know, you can't ride on, I can't ride on my father's coattails and Matt could not ride on his grandfather's coattails. It also is an environment where, um, although the Woolworth sit-ins and the sit-in movement, we all know was a positive thing and um, was instrumental in the civil rights movement throughout the nation, everybody doesn't look at it that way. Some people still see that um, those four GM men as being troublemakers. And um, oftentimes we have had to pay for that as a family in various ways. Um, and, you know, and then you obviously, you have situations where people, you know, for example, when Mac was recruited by A&P to play football out of Dudley, Mac would read a lot of what was written on social media and a lot of what was being said was, is why they recruited him only. Oh, he's only getting this scholarship because he's a McCain. He's only getting this scholarship um, uh, because his grandfather was. He doesn't have the athletic ability to play at the collegiate level. And so what I tell my kids is you can show them better than you can tell them. And so what Mac was able to do was be able to show them better than he could tell them. And I think that's what's going to happen for him at the next level as well. You know, um, there are people who still believe that uh, some players coming from HBCUs are, are inferior in some way. And that's not the case. I mean, you look at great football players that come out of HBCUs, people like Jerry Rice, people like Shannon Sharp, people like Michael Strahan, and the list goes on and on and on and on. I think that Mac McCain will be added to that list. And Mac McCain will be added to that list, not based on who his grandfather was and the legacy that my um, 
the legacy that my father has created for our family, but more on his ability, his determination, his drive, his will, his willingness to get up at five o'clock in the morning and go work out, to eat all kind of crazy food that none of us like to eat, and then go back and work out in the evening. You know, that's what it's taken for him to get to where he is. So what I tell the kids is that it's great what your grandfather did, great what my daddy did. What he, the bottom line is he opened the doors for you to be able to do what it is that you want to do, whatever that is. And whatever that is, you need to perfect it. And you need to do it at, at, at the best quality that you can. So both he and his sister have done that, and we are extremely proud of them. Well said, well said. Uh, James Hook says, uh, the Greensboro Forward is acting out in good trouble, uh, causing good trouble. So uh, kind of like John Lewis. So that's uh, that's pretty good. And uh, you mentioned riding uh, coattails. And so uh, speaking of riding in a car, Mr. Hurston, tell us all about Ford. <laughs> Ford is built to fit your lifestyle. Check out the great offers on the vehicles that will help you win the day at buyfordnow.com. Learn why they're built for victory and built for the Carolinas. Contact your Carolina Ford dealer, proud sponsor of the North Carolina A&T Aggie podcast and North Carolina A&T Athletics. In all seriousness, uh, we ask that you please uh, support our sponsors. All of them are on the bottom page of NCATAggies.com. Please support those who support A&T Athletics. And so we really do appreciate that. Uh, we got a question from Ron Harris. Uh, he wants to know who you're going to work out with, uh, Mac, leading up to the draft. Um, I got a, uh, I got a couple places, but uh, I'm probably gonna be down in Florida, uh, probably working with uh, XBE or something, or or EXO. So I just really gotta make a decision soon. Uh, Donald Spencer, guys, got a closing question for uh, the McCains. No, I think you muted Spencer. I, I, yeah. No, ahead, I ahead, Donald. I would just say, I mean, you, you, I mean, you've had a tremendous, albeit you know, a short. We'd love to still have your short career, but you had an outstanding career. You know, the interactions that we've had in terms of, you know, those Mondays, um, doing the press conferences and all of that, man. I mean, it it it's been tremendous, tremendous fun, fun. And I hope from those, you you know, you learn something, and you know, because you're going to be in the spotlight a lot. You're going to have to do these media availabilities and all those kind of things, man. So I hope, you know, all of those things that um, you were able to do for us on Mondays and so forth, man, take them with you. And I hope you learned a lot from them. And, you know, congratulations. Much success to you moving forward. I appreciate everything you guys have done for me. Thank you. Uh, Frank and Mac, I, this one's for you. I guess you watch the guys that have – graduated from A&T and went to A&T that are in the league now. And then you also see a guy like a Darius Leonard who is completely dominating uh, on the defensive side of the football right now. Do you feel like that has opened the eyes of scouts and coaches in the NFL that they should regularly dip into the MEAC for talent? Yeah, like he, as soon as he got – as as he took in the league, he's one of the best linebackers in the NFL right now. You know, I, I can't name – many linebackers that can do the stuff that he does and he he's just different, you know. And um that that just shows that just shows us as younger guys because I played on the same field that he played on that I can be just like him. So it, it means a lot. 
All right, guys, we're going to uh, close out with this. We're going to play a little uh, skip or reverse. Uh, I'll come up with a subject, and, uh, uh, and you can skip it or uh, you can reverse it. If you skip it, we'll just go to the next subject. If you reverse it, I'll ask you a question. Uh, we'll start with you, Mac. Uh, discipline, skip or reverse? Reverse. <laughs> when it comes to disciplinary, who's tougher, your mom or your dad? Uh, probably, probably my dad. <laughs> yeah, my dad. Uh, next one for you. Uh, next one for you, Frank. Uh, pet peeve. Skip or reverse? I'll skip it. All right. <laughs> 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 uh, next one for you, uh, Mac Jerry Rice. Do you really think that uh, Coach Washington was able to shut down Jerry Rice in practice? And <laughs> yeah, I take my coach all day, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah, very good answer. Now, you can be honest because you don't play for me anymore, so you can be honest. Now, is, that, is that your final answer? Oh, no, nah, I, I saw some tapes of Coach Washington. He's he, he not lying. He, he can ball. Yeah, yeah. You lock it down. <laughs> yeah. uh, next one for you, Frank, 90s. What's the question again? 90s, the 90s. Reverse it. Uh, you say you've been watching football for a long time. Uh, better football teams, the ones from the late 90s or the ones that Mac played on? Hmm. <laughs> I, I, have, I, have, I have to stay with my son, so probably the teams that he's played on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got to live with him for a couple more days. Hey, that 99 team was bad, though. I'm telling you. <laughs> I've, got to live with, I've got to live with him and his mother. <laughs> no question, but uh, this, this is some fun times in uh, anti-football, MEAC championships, uh, um, national championships, the, the, the whole nine. Um, next one for you, Max. Celebration Bowl. Reverse. Best better moment, uh, getting MV, defensive MVP of the Celebration Bowl or a return act uh, interception uh, against ECU for 100? Um, man, that's tough. <laughs> probably, probably, the, probably the MVP. Probably the MVP. Yeah. Describe yeah. the interception that you had late in the game that kind of sealed it for us. What did you see on that play? Do you remember that? Um, really, I just. I just manned up with my receiver, I read his hips, and uh, you know, I watch a lot of film, so I just trusted my instinct, and I made the play. No question, no question. Um, we'll, go out, uh, we'll go out with this one uh, for uh, Frank. Um, uh, um, I lost my train of thought, I'm sorry. Uh, football. Reverse. Uh, what do you think Mac is better at, uh, football or was he a better <laughs> basketball player? Or did he, or, or did he swim? I, I didn't know McCain swim, was swimmer too. Yeah, we, we, we do sort of, some of everything. Um, Mac was a, Mac was a phenomenal basketball player actually. Um, but, but it's, it's a long story, but basketball drove him to football. And so I believe it was God's plan for him to be playing football. 
instead of basketball. So I would say football. And basketball got to have a height requirement. He needs five or six more inches taller. But how are your handles? How are oh, your handles? handles? Tight, you know. You know, you know, you know, you know. No question, no question. Did you did you also play soccer? I played like little league soccer. Like, oh, okay, so I played soccer. Me, me a lot with my feet. Okay, okay. All right. And now, uh, talk about you know, is there um, how many interceptions do you think you would have had if you know you could have held on to a couple of those? I can't imagine. Probably almost. I, I could probably have. I probably would have had like seventeen, sixteen interceptions. Yeah. yeah. But you were always around the ball. Now, is there was there a receiver that gave you a tough time in the MIAC or um, that, that that was tough for you to 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 cover? Who's the toughest cover for you in college? Um. Really, I feel like our receivers were really some of the best receivers. You know, at practice, that's how we got better. You know, I had Elijah Bell, Ron Hunt. Corey Banks, um, Elite Wilson, uh, Zach Leslie. I, the list could go on. I mean, we got we got a lot of great receivers. So that's that's really some of the best receivers I I faced. No question, no question. Well, we'll let you guys get out of here. Uh, we're very appreciative of you guys spending some time with us on the Aggie Podcast. Uh, Frank, man, you are always a joy to have at the Monday press conferences, man. And missed you this year, man. I can't. Wait till this COVID is over and so we can get back together. And Matt, sure. uh, it was truly, truly, truly uh, a pleasure to watch you play. Um, I mean, those those INT returns and uh, it was just a fun time. It was just a fun time. Uh, and so uh, we wish you all the best in the NFL. And I'll tell you this: the first time Tariq Cohen scored a touchdown, my wife thought I was nuts, man, because I, I just ran all over the house. Man. It was just so uh, I'm gonna be excited. Uh, the first time you get that first uh, career interception as well. Uh, just so excited, you know, to see you guys go from here to the big time and seeing you guys on television. It just does, uh, does is really good um, to see you guys make that transition. So we wish you all the best, brother. Um, shout out to my co-host, Spencer Turkin, Carl Harrison, as always. My right-hand man, he's always there for me. I appreciate you. Donald Ware, we'll see you on the radio uh, and on the stream. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for another Aggie podcast. Yeah. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Brian.